See? 
the sun refused to shine and were you there when they laid him to the cross of course we were not there but we know the impact of what happened in our lives today I thank our sister and our brother for that special number it will keep on being in our hearts until eternity until the day we meet Christ in heaven and we know, we understand it by and by. I am so much grateful unto the Lord today for giving me this time or this chance to speak his words. Also, my gratitude goes to the church pastor or his office all the elders of the church, the members, the church officials, the church as a whole, because who am I? A man whose righteousness is just like a filthy rag to stand before his people and say, thus says the Lord. I'm so much grateful. It's my happiness to be a vessel in the hands of God. Hark the voice of Jesus calling. Who will go and walk today? The fields are white. The harvest is waiting. Who will bear the sheaves away? If you cannot speak like the angels, 
if you cannot preach like Paul, you can. The love of Jesus, you can tell it. And you can say what? He died for us. I am not a preacher. I've not been preaching. When this came to me from the elders that I should be a spokesman, I said, oh, I've not been doing this before. I don't have um, already written sermons that I can fall to. How can I do? The only uh, preaching I do is with my fingers there. So I was wondering. But I would have said, oh, no, because the time was short for me to, you know, it, it was short. But I know before the Lord, there's nothing impromptu. So I accepted it. I said, okay, I am not the one to speak. The words are not mine, but who? The Lord's. So being before you today, I'm so glad. Please, I implore you, do not check on my grammar. Don't check on my diction, my accent, my composure, or the way I have arranged the words. Just listen to the words impressed in me by the Lord Almighty. Not I, but who? Christ. Thank you. Before I start, can you look at the screen? You can see something there. Those people are just trying to show something. P-O-W-E-R. What? Power. Power. Sometimes, days back, when we used to watch um, this um, wrestling entertainment, you could see one will be called, he comes, I am this, I can do this. If you come here, I will crush you and put you to pieces. What is he saying? Power. And also remember a book I read that says that um, beautiful men, they like men who are muscular, tall, gigantic, for protection. I don't know whether that's true. Maybe it could be. So that time I remember my, you know, what touched my mind. Oh. See me, I'm not tall, I'm not muscular. That means getting beautiful woman is hard for me. But I know that strength is not in the physique. Strength is not in how you are, how tall you are, but it is here. And of course, as a Christian, strength lies in he who is behind you, and that is God Almighty. I have captioned today's message as greater than the arm of flesh. Greater than the arm of flesh. Shall we pray? Almighty God and our Father, Spirit of the living God, please, Fall afresh on me. Fall afresh on every soul that is here this moment. Feel me. Use me. 
let your words be spoken to all the hearts here. Minister unto us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Greater than the arm of flesh. Greater than the arm of flesh from where we took our Bible text. Second Chronicles 32, verse 7 and 8. Okay, Brother just um, Churchill, can you just read that 7 and 8 first? Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 7 and 8 says, Yep. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid. Nor Be dismayed. not afraid. Nor dismayed. Nor dismayed. For the king of Assyria. Oh, the king of Assyria, the devil. Now for all the multitude that is within all him. All the multitude uh, gathering before all uh, with him. For there will be no more with us than with him. The ones with us are greater than theirs. Verse 8. Yes. With him is an arm of flesh. Sure. But with us is the Lord of our God to help us and to fight our battles. And to the people rested themselves upon the walls of Hezekiah, yes. king of Judah. What do you say to that? Amen. Okay, let's get back. Who is Sennacherib? Can you read verse 1 for us? Let's see what. After these things and the establishment thereof, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah, and he came against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. Okay, let's hold it there. Sennacherib was the king of Assyria. For those, some of us who know a little history, there's a man who, call, who was called Tiglath-Pileser, was also the king, but so powerful. And a tyrant, of course, in those days. So he conquered a whole lot of nations around and built Nineveh as a capital city. They made it a city that is very rich. All the merchandise, everything there, you get there, you get money. Just like, you know, coming to U.S. today, everybody will know that U.S. is rich. So those days, the city of Nineveh, built by tiglath pileser was very rich. The things he conquered from other nations, he used it to build that place. From there, it was gotten to Shalmaneser V. Then, another man too, who also was the father of this man we're talking about, Sennacherib. But what I'm trying to pass there is that this man, his great fathers and grandfathers, they were victorious in wars, so strong, they had a great army that could conquer any nation at all. That's how they built their nation. So they were ruling. They were the world power as at then. Let's see verse 2. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come, he came to the Israelites. And Judah, he... of course, where Hezekiah was a king. When a tyrant is coming closer, you know, <laughs> backing and rigging. You know what this wants? Yes, let's go on. And that he was proposed to fight against Jerusalem. Sure. Verse 3. He took counsel with, the, with his princes and his mighty men okay. to stop the waters of the fountains 
which were without the city. Okay. Let and me they, say something there. Thank you. In those days, I learned when a stronger nation wants to conquer the other, you know what they do? They will poison all the brook, all the stream that feeds you. You know what that means? They will create famine onto your land. Anything that will be source of food, they will try to block it. So that's what happened. So when Sennacherib came with his utterances that he wanted to attack Judah, Hezekiah knew that this man, the first thing he would do is what? To go that source of livelihood, the water, the streams, the brook around, he is definitely going to poison it to make life hard for them. So what did he do? He called on the elders of the people of the land. Advices. Pieces of advice flowing. What shall we do? Then they arrived at a decision or conclusion that they have to stop those things. I mean the sources of those water, the fountains. So that even if that man comes, he wouldn't see. He wouldn't have. Even if he goes there, it will not affect them. Let's go on. Verse 4. So there was gathered much people together yes. who stopped all the fountains and the sure. brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? Good. Let's verse, go on. Verse 5 says, Also he straightened himself and built up all the wall that was broken and raised it up to the towers and another wall without, without and repaired Milonin Milo in the city yeah, of David okay. and made darts and shields in abundance. Yes, when you have threats coming around, what do you do? You have to fortify yourself. Is it not true? Yeah. You fortify yourself. Get ready. Because Hezekiah knew right that if, should this man come he would be like sand and dust in his hands. So he had to start at least build the walls Get the other things, weapons, as much as you can. Even if you could not conquer, at least you will be able to fight and get down some of his soldiers. So that was what Hezekiah did. He raised up the walls, get strong men who were the military combatants, get them ready. And uh, weapons, assorted in all spears and um, shield, all those ones, because it's unlike today we don't have, uh, we have um, armor tanks and uh, missiles, but those days it was only rod, spear, shield. So they made it, started making it, waiting for the D-Day. Yes, let's go on. Verse 6. And he set captains of war over the people, Good. and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city. Good. And spake comfortably to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Thank Be you. not afraid nor dismayed. Thank you. For the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him, for there be more with us than with him. Good. That's why Hezekiah took that word of admonition unto his people. We have gathered, we have stopped the fountain. We have also 
made weapons. Remember those days, as the giant, the world power, Sennacherib had battalions, great, thousands and thousands of army. He has strong men who were even like these things, or these men you see. Even when they hold the shield with the arrow, if they threw it, it could strike one person and also strike another person behind. So should these kind of people come to the people of God, I mean Judah, who are just, you can imagine that. Just figure, imagine it. Sennacherib had people. He had army. He had weapons. And of course, he trusted in himself because he, his father, his great-grandfather, and those before him, predecessors, they made it. They had already built the nation. So when they came to Hezekiah, oh Hezekiah, who am I? What is in our nation? Even the the nation of Israel was divided. See Jerusalem there, the north and the south. Oh God, what do we do? But he knew that the people are coming to them with an arm of what? Flesh. But there is another arm there that God that Hezekiah knew already the arm that is greater than that. The arm that can do a whole lot of things. The arm that can move mountains. The arm that can hold the sun not to shine as our brother sang and our sister. The arm that can part away the whole ocean that people will walk through. Hezekiah remembered that. He said, my people, be courageous. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Do not worry. They have thousands. They have big men, giant men, who can do this, you know, muscular activities. But we don't look at that. Because we know that he who is with us is more than he who is in the world. The Jehovah in us is greater than he who is in the world. And he that is in the world is the Satan. So greater is he. It's just like the story of um, David and Goliath. In the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 17:47. Can we get that? 1 Samuel 17:47. It's all about the story of Okay. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. What do you say to that? God does not save with spear. He doesn't save with sword. He doesn't save with all your shield, be it as big as that of Goliath. That's not his mode. He doesn't count on all those things. But his hand, that hand that is greater than the arm of flesh, when you say the hand of God, that is the power of God, that does a whole lot. That's 
what David said then. He knew. Just like Hezekiah, he also knew that yes, the one he trusts is there and there forever. Okay. Let's see what happened. I just don't want us to waste time. Let me go, I mean, in reading the whole thing. When Hezekiah called on the people and gave these words of admonition, words of encouragement, you know what happened? A few hours later, or maybe a day or two, Sennacherib is over there. He had already heard. Oh! This makes me remember there's um, in the computer what we call WikiLeaks that always end with secrets they reveal. So the thing said he how the whole thing happened. Hezekiah told his people, the army, oh, Sennacherib has already heard. Are you a WikiLeaks in the church? Please check yourself. Okay, but that's nothing. Sennacherib came. <laughs> you. You are telling your people. You are relying on your God. Who is your God? What can he do? Is your God here? Or wasn't he there when my forefathers Tiglath-Pileser, Shamanezer, when they all came and conquered? Do you remember Babylon? They have gods. Do you remember the Ammonites? Do you remember who and who and who? All the other nations around. They have gods. But where were those gods? My grandfather, you know, he brought them down, conquered them, and they are paying taxes and tributes to me today. How much less? If you should read down there, he said, How much less your God? I wonder. He never knew. There is a greater power, a greater arm than the arm of flesh. Senachiri was counting on the arm of flesh. He never knew that there is another greater arm, which is even the greatest, the arm of God. Church of God, people of God, People who have decided not to eat anything, not to eat any meat, but the ones that will edify the body and the soul and give glory to God. People who have decided not to look for money on Sabbath day, you've just wasted the whole of the day. Not waste. I mean, dedicated it to be in presence of God all day to serve the living God. People who have decided not to have any other God before me, as God has ordained or given. People who have decided not to have or not to commit adultery. People who have decided not to covet. People who have decided in their heart to honor the elders and everybody in the church. People who have dedicated themselves to obey the precepts of God. I'm telling you today, yes, there is a cherub in your lives. There may be in the church. But I'm telling you that today, whatever be it, let cherub rake, rave, bark, and keep on doing all sorts of um, chastisement. But I'm telling you, 
there is a greater arm that is greater than his in your life today. A hand that, an arm that will save you. An arm that will give you a hope. That's the arm of Jehovah. The arm that you do not see but is there. The arm that will give you strength when you lose hope. The arm that will tell you, my friend, my dear son, there is tomorrow. Everything is not ended. That's the arm of God. I remember last, few, okay, few, last about I gave a uh, testimony. I had an accident. How it happened, only God saved me. I know that it's the arm of God, honestly. Because the car was totaled. That's Senacheri. A day after I got home, the other second car that we used also started saying, no way. It wouldn't move. So I called my wife and said, remember, these things are the work of Senacheri. But I know for sure that he who is with me is greater than he who is in the world. That these things will pass. That the arm that is greater will save us. And I believe in that. I believe in that. Isaiah 49, 16 says, I have graven you in my palm. That's the word of God. I have graven you in that arm that is greater than what you have been seeing here. So why should you be afraid? Why should you fear? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. 1 Peter 5, 6. And God will save you. Just like Joseph has said, do not be afraid. Bend low and you see what God can do. Don't be afraid of those multitudes. Don't be afraid of the things happening to you. Do not be afraid of them. For God is with you. When things begin to shatter in your lives, when you look up, oh, things are going haphazardly, you, as a Christian, with your faith, you should remember that there is a greater arm there. If you have a problem with your health, is your health deteriorating? Or have you gone around to the hospitals, you keep on trooping from one end to another, and they tell you, the doctor says, it is not possible. Maybe you will die with that kind of ailment. There's no cure for it. We'll give you medicines that will sustain you, but there's no cure. That's the arm of flesh. He has said, but God hasn't said. That greater arm is there. He can save you. I have heard a whole lot of testimonies about this. Are you facing challenges in your workplace? You know you're doing the right thing, but you keep on having the I mean, threat. We will fire you, we will fire you. Don't worry. The greater arm is there. You might be fired into a bigger one. If you agree with me, say amen. amen. Are your finances crumbling? 
mortgage you can pay. Children around. School fees so hard on you. What shall you do? Remember that there is a greater end there. Remember there is a greater end. Let me just give a little story. Some weeks ago, something happened. There is a, even one of, our, of us here gave it as, you know, I mean, can tell. There's a woman who bought something very expensive. She liked, she liked that with the family. In a way, or because of the way the situation of things, she couldn't pay up. And she was really so much troubled. And because the time has passed for, him to, for her to return the item, there's nothing she could do. She kept on praying. God will help them. Finances. They decided to go for a loan. They went and got loan. That's another trouble. But praying on God for, for God to help. You know what happened? Those times, I learned that the people who took loan, they had you know, raffle. Their names were entered into raffle. Those who took loans at that time, that's what I heard. Fortunately, because there is a greater arm following that woman, she has been trusting God. She won a raffle. The item she bought was worth about 3000 plus or 4000 But the raffle she got or she won, brand new car that's worth $25,000. Can you imagine that? What am I trying to say is that when you put your trust in God, always remember that there is a greater end there. Your problems will be healed. They will be put at the feet of Jesus, the cross, and you will be free forever. You'll be free from them. And God will see you through, brothers and sisters, anything happening to you, church of God, sons and daughters of God, younger ones in school, your grace are not going better, don't worry, pray unto God who gives wisdom. He is the greater arm. He will see you through. He will take you to higher ground. He will put away sin a cherub in your life. And at the end, you will stand and testify the goodness of the Lord God Almighty. You will be come to the congregation of the Lord. Come, let us sing and praise the Lord. I can imagine those days Hezekiah was saying, Be still my soul, for God is on my side. Because he knows the greater arm. And when it happened, how did Sennacherib die? God sent one angel only. One angel. Only the arm of God. He went there, slew all the big, big shots of Sennacherib. The whole army. Sennacherib fled, got to the house. God also put yeah, his children his kindred, they slew him. That ended it there. The greater arm, the unseen arm, the arm of God, always with us. I pray that as we take these words, whatever is your challenge, whatever is worrying you, 
please. There's nothing that happens to you today that has never happened to somebody before. Everything keeps on turning. That's why sometimes we say the world is round. Even in our lives, it is round. Remember, there is that hand that will put you through. The document that people say they will not sign, there is that hand there, not the arm of flesh. The arm of God can't sign it. He was there. He's always there. He said, no, I will be with you till when? The end. If you believe that God will help you all through, will see you through, will rescue you with your hand, with his right hand, and give you victory in everything, shall we be on our feet. Jehovah, the mighty one, is the one who sees it. He knows the heart. In your heart, in your mind, just talk to God. Few minutes. That which is troubling you, let him know this time. This cherry should go away. Let him send the stronger arm, the greater arm. To pull him down. That you may sing songs of praises unto his name. And the devil will be ashamed. May God hear and answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this afternoon for your message that you sent through your child. We thank you, Father, for how we will live our life, Father. We thank you that we have this your strength that forces us and pushes us forward, Father. We thank you, Father, because without you, we are nothing. So if we depend on you, Father, we know that we will not get lost. So this afternoon, Father, we lift and praise and glorify your name, Father. We pray, Father, that we do not lean to our own understanding. That please let us decrease so you can increase in our lives, Father. So we thank you for your mercy that endureth forever. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you, Father, once again as we continue with our service and our program for the rest of this day. That your presence should be felt, Father. Thanking you for all the visitors and the guests that are here today, Father. We pray, Father, that they've taken something away just as we have taken something away, Father. That you are the one that are a source of our might. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Father. And that only you can we lean on, Father. And we pray, Father, that we do not take that uh, for granted. So thank you, Father, for your mercy in all our lives. This I pray for this afternoon in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.